0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to our review of WandaVision, Episode 8. So, yeah, this is the penultimate. We're almost there. We're almost at the finish line, everyone. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. This review will be mostly spoiler content, so here's your friendly uh, reminder to go watch the show, then come back here, because we're going to get into the weeds. And, man, John, what an episode once again jack schaefer she's doing an incredible job with this show as the showrunner we've got matt shockman again at the director's helm he's been the director for every single episode but writers peter cameron mackenzie dore they're doing a stellar job the cast is on fire john tell me your thoughts
1: Man, I loved it. I, I love when they go, and I, I know we've I know I've said this in other reviews and and content on our podcast, but I love when when a when a show or a movie goes and takes a step back and like recontextualizes events in a more interesting way. And I love that they did that with this episode between Wanda and Vision's whole dynamic and her whole upbringing. Like we finally see her in Sokovia growing up. We see the incident with the bomb. Um, I love how Paul Bettany tweaked his performance to be more like robotic vision and how he wasn't as human as he was in later uh movies and and in in wandavision so he did a great subtle performance with that um obviously Catherine uh han was great as agatha harkness again i love all the the emotion and depth that she brings to her character i just thought it was all around it was a great episode
0: absolutely i thought this one for me this was the best one so far and not because there's not as much action but because i was intrigued with the lore and there was just so many well done aspects for a tv show for a movie in this like you talk about top top to bottom production cg uh uh, pacing Music. Music was huge in this one, and I really appreciated how they did it. It felt like a piece of a movie when you are building to that third act, and you're just seeing. There's a twist. There's not really a twist in this, but it felt like there was a twist in this the whole time. Like the whole time I'm on the edge of my seat, like I'm learning so much. Like it's not exposition to be boring, it is exposition that is important, and. Mm-hmm. I loved everything and it, it really comes down to two things acting is number one for me. This was the best performance I have seen out of these actors and I think that this episode showed me that this single you know 40 minute episode probably has the best acting in the MCU just the yeah. moments that we got um, the little character moments, the moments between Wanda and Vision, the moments between, uh, between you know, uh, just Wanda by herself, the plot of land, uh, Dick Hayward at it again, just, just lying to us with that mid-credit scene, and just ah, uh, it's just everything about this episode is masterly crafted, and the music cues is number two, the way the music was finally hitting in this show, I could not. I cannot get over how inquisitive, how riveting it was in the parts where no one is talking. You are in her mind and the music just swells in ways where you are feeling for Wanda. You are in her head. You grieve with Wanda. And obviously the other thing is the dialogue. What is grief but love persevering? Oh
1: my gosh, that line just what a, got me.
0: I what a great quote. The just it's it's writing but it's also dialogue and they nail it. Oh this was so good. This was such a great episode. Is there something from this that is there something from this episode that you truly were amazed by? I mean I,
1: I think we've hit on most of it already, but I, I do really appreciate the fact that they in that moment when uh like we've known that wanda and pietro sat there and watched that stark missile just not go off for days as they sat in that room but now based on what the the conversation was between her and agnes we know that it was because of her probability magic or probability um mutant powers that she was able to warp reality to where the bomb would not go off while they were there so we're, we're starting to see the groundwork laid for her mutant abilities coming out as well as her kind of understanding where her magic comes from and uh it, it i really also really like what they're doing with the villain i thought they were going to lean more into like mephisto in this episode we were going to go a much darker bigger villain route but it, it seems like instead they're just taking this series and it's wanda versus grief and Agatha kind of has her own personal agenda to um, to kind of manipulate Wanda and use her powers for her own benefit and, and kind of surpass her with Agatha's powers. But I, I I kind of like that they're not really sticking to a traditional hero versus villain element in this. And I, I thought that's where they were going initially, but they've kind of taken a left turn in this and that Agatha with the flashbacks that her own past we see that she is more focused on understanding and um building on her own power not necessarily on like like world domination which is what like a lot of major villains have going on um but then when she's when she's working with Wanda, and talking with her she's not trying to make her suffer she's trying to help wanda understand where the genesis of her powers came from so that agatha can then recreate that and use it for her own gain um rather than just trying to pit hero versus villain in a traditional way
0: i still think that uh i still think that um agatha is it's she's not really helping she's not really helping wanda she's purposely putting her through trauma and i know she's be like the only way to go through it is to revisit it or she said the only way to go forward is back when she's saying that that makes absolutely no sense and like she's just she's bringing up the obvious she's like oh my gosh look at all this look at all this trauma you've been through my goodness like she's just saying it like it is she's not sugarcoating it she's in it for herself here and i don't think at any point she's really helping wanda i think she's just saying that she has no choice it's like either she goes through this stuff or she's never gonna see her kids again so i mean i kind of disagree there but i do see what you're saying like it is um is indirectly helping wanda because she is facing her trauma but i don't think uh i don't think agatha is doing it because she has a kind heart i
1: well um, no no no. i'm not saying that agatha has any kind of like benevolent purpose behind what she's doing but i'm just saying that rather than um trying to destroy wanda and, and like suck the power out of her or anything. I'm saying that Wanda is basically a means to an end for her where she's just trying to grow her own power and understand how Wanda work uh, how Wanda has the magic that she has. Like she's really in it more for the understanding of the magic and not as much for like a a personal vendetta against Wanda.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. She and I do see what you mean like she's not going to She's not going to, like, take over the world as far as we know. That could change. But it's just... With the Agatha character, when we got with the Salem Witch Trials, I did really love how they changed the Salem Witch Trials to be like, Hey, this is a witch trial against a witch by witches. I I really liked that flip because it just makes you think, like, Oh, there were witches in Salem. And, you know, one of them is... Like this is like they're they're basically their home and one of them has screwed up their their agreement, whatever that is. Uh, but I thought in and, and this the, the big thing that I want to touch on is the screams, the whales. You know, when I talk about this, John, <laughs> I like I want to hear some Dragon Ball Z level like yell. I don't need it to last a minute, though. I just need it to last long enough and I need to be loud enough. I need it to have some bass. you know, get the. Get get the treble out of your out of your mouth and speak with some bass and yell with some bass. And hearing Agatha yell when she's being hit with the magic spells, I was like, finally, finally, we get someone who's willing to wail. Because when I watched uh, Monica Rambeau go through the hex, I thought it was pathetic. I, I just I need I need some Daisy Ridley type screams. Okay? Like from Star Wars. That's what I need. And I got it not only from Agatha in that moment, which Catherine Hahn outshining the rest of those witches. I don't know if that is direction, but or it's just she's amazing, but I just, I was just looking at white pieces of paper all around her sh- throwing spells, which was really disappointing. But besides that, Agatha played it really well, even though she killed her mother and I just didn't feel anything from that. I, I, I it wasn't significant the writing for it the acting from the actress who's playing the mother i got nothing from it that will be my criticism for this episode is that beginning sequence showed me how great Catherine hahn is and showed me how weak everyone else was around her and i don't Mm -hmm. know why that happened uh and then the other thing is when wanda creates the house and vision and you just hear her like screaming through it i was like yes thank you finally finally some bass finally someone willing to overact and scream it was it's supposed to be painful you're making a house and you're building a hex and you're building your dead husband that should that should have some some yelling in it you know which like let's just take a second and and
1: acknowledge the fact that she never actually took vision's body like we all thought she did and the way that hayward portrayed her to be she created a new Vision from her own magic, but that mid-credits scene revealed that Hayward's had Vision this entire time, and because of Wanda, now they were able to react reanimate it. So now we have a second Vision, which is also kind of a nod to what they did with the West Coast Avengers in the comics. Um, but I mean, that in and of itself is crazy. Now there's two Visions out there, at least that can exist within the Hex. I mean, because obviously we've, we've seen that Wanda's Vision can't exist outside of it. Uh, But who knows what what Tyler Hayward's or Dick Hayward, as you say, uh, what his end game is for this vision.
0: I'm just saying I called him Dick Hayward before Jeremy John's. I'm just saying it (laughs) because Jeremy John's is saying in his videos now. And I just I just want to clarify that I called him a dick first, I think. Don't quote me. You probably did. But I, I was just like, he's calling him dick. That's my thing, you know. Which I'm fine, you know. They say, uh, "What is it? Imitation is the highest form of flattery." So yeah, that's great. It's yeah. really, really nice. Um, so you don't think that the vision they built is a sentinel?
1: No, no.
0: I mean, I just do Just tell me it's something else, and I'll believe it. I just don't. I don't want anything spoiled for me.
1: No, it's it's a hundred percent something else. There's Damn. there was like a a fake vision basically that was created. By scientists in the comics um and and i i think honestly at this point like sentinels were created in retaliation to mutants they weren't like a preemptive thing that then their purpose was changed to combat mutants because each each sentinel can adapt or is designed specifically for a specific mutants powers mm. so if we haven't introduced mutants then there's no point in having sentinels because there's nothing for them to fight against
0: mm, mm, very very inquisitive what did you think about the Mindstone vision?
1: Oh, with um, with Wanda, with what Wanda saw. Yeah, I. So you kind of see the outline of her, of her, um, like future costume essentially. Um, and what I really loved about that was that when you, if you paid attention in in that uh, uh, flashback with agatha harkness you see her mother kind of create like that blue crown looking thing that looks a lot like um scarlet witch's crown that she wears in the comics mm-hmm. or crown or headpiece or whatever you want to call it and so what i think they're going to do is when you would achieve a certain level of magic and it's it's this kind of force leaving your body i think that just manifests itself so it's going to be like this natural evolution of her costume that that red crown is eventually going to form when she uses a specific kind of magic against agatha um so i yeah i mean i i thought that was a great foreshadowing um it's a really cool way to introduce the mind stone and to also like see that moment that exposed her to it um uh, yeah i just it was really interesting for me
0: yeah i agree and i really loved that this is the first i think it's the first time you tell me if i'm wrong that someone calls wanda the scarlet witch
1: yeah, yeah. So this is how it. She gets that name, which I thought was great because, I mean, Scarlet Witch is kind of a cheesy thing for like Jimmy Wu to come up with, but for it to rather than it be a specific name for her, it seems like it's a like a, an achievement based on how like how you use chaos magic, like that's it's a it's a goal to strive for to become the Scarlet Witch, not just that it's its name made for her because of her red magic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I r- really enjoyed that at the end and i think we're getting to a really obviously the finale is going to be bonkers uh because yes. you have normal vision coming to save wanda probably you have the the like the nega chin from uh from <laughs> what is it from fairly odd parents so you've got yeah. like the, the the nega version of uh of vision coming out so i imagine they're gonna fight we've got the the kids and what's gonna happen there i'm so curious you know you got monica rambeau there's just a lot in play and you know is anybody in the hex gonna be like a mutant i don't know it's just very it's it's so much that they've built up and i really think that what I've heard is true, that this last this, this last episode is going to be insane. And that's what we need, because that's going to set up everything else going forward. And I'm very excited about that. But I do want to ask you, John, what did you think about the uh, sitcom scenes?
1: Oh, how they kind of tied in why she created sitcoms.
0: Yeah, what do you think about that?
1: I thought it was great. I mean, I I thought like there were a lot of theories going around that it was, um, she she based the sitcoms off of shows that she and Vision watched together while they were on the on the run between, uh, Civil War and, and Infinity War, but I really liked that it was a moment uh, with her family and that basically each sitcom and every commercial within that sitcom was tied to a traumatic moment in her past. Um, so it, it's not like a reflection on like. Uh, like the infinity stones or just her envision like this is her entire life of trauma that she's built up and has like continuously refused to to cope with and to to face head on that's finally coming to a head in in, in this hex that she's created um so i i thought it was a it was much it was a much better way of, of explaining the sitcoms than i originally uh, had thought
0: yeah i really like what they did and i liked the moment that they took with the younger actor uh the way she was in front of the television she's kind of laughing you know she's there with pietro he's like enjoying himself and the parents are behind them you know arms are you know arm around each other you know laughing looking at wanda enjoying the dick van dyke show episode 22 21 24 24 whatever but it it was really nice to see that moment of her being happy. And once again, the music cues. Christoph Beck. I I'm sold. He did an amazing job with the music cues and it's very different from what he had in Ant Man where it's just like synthesizers like and, and electric drums going dun, dun 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 like over and over. Everything here was very subtle, playful, joyful, and then the Stark bomb hits and mm-hmm. it's just in in immensely incredible just to what they made in this. And I, I don't know if there's I'm looking over my notes, I'm just looking at things that I wanted to say. Oh yeah, uh the magic runes necromancy, like classic classic magic that Agatha is explaining. Yeah. Was also very nice because like I'm sure like there are a lot of people who played Magic the Gathering who are like, yes, <laughs> real magic like it, runes it, like people would associate everything she's talking about like necromancy and ruins and uh what she's talking about transmutation like it's the classic harry potter type of magic it's the classic magic that you have from runescape the game it's the classic <laughs> magic that is in D D, and it was really nice to get that from what normal audiences would understand from like watching horror films and you know the spooky stuff So I really enjoyed that. And I think the last thing I have on here is that John, if you die and you leave me a plot, a plot of land, and you gave me a note to bring me to that plot of land and put a heart on it, I would create a hex to bring you back. Oh, that was so adorable and heartfelt. That moment. I absolutely just it's one of the most emotional scenes in the MCU probably right next to that when Wanda does kill vision yeah i mean like again like it, it underscores like the
1: depth of their relationship and the fact that she was she went to westview because that's where she and vision were going to settle down and start their life together so it wasn't just a random location she ended up in like she she was going to make this her home and so it then when we go into the final episode and we we see that scene in the trailer where vision says something like um uh this is our home so let's fight for it like it's not like it's not just a tie-in with the sitcom time together in the in the in that town like this is where they were planning on planting themselves this is where they were going to become like this normal family quote unquote um, so they really are actually fighting for their home and that that makes uh it makes I to me at least that makes this entire town much more of like a key character in the show not just like a, a setting in the background
0: yeah it, it's and just incredible what they do with the show when setting up that hex and you know you see the characters the scenes that she's driving by oh just really great, really really great. Um, before we, uh, do you have anything else to say about the episode? I do.
1: So when when, because we see the the inception uh, or the conception of of the hex and of the town, um, but we we don't know when Agatha got in, like became aware of what was going on. I mean, if she was still around Salem, like she was in the Northeast, she probably sensed the magic or whatever you want to call it um or became aware of it that way but um one how long do you think agatha has actually been in westview and just kind of been a pawn in the background starting to manipulate things slowly um and two what do you think agatha's end game is now that we have a little bit more context
0: on where her where her um stance is right now well, I think she obviously she was there from episode one, but I, I think I think she's the one who was messing with Wanda when it came to Kitty from that seventy show. Yeah, I I think you know she was in play at that point because she's the one who's like, oh, here are the recipes, darling. You know, and for everything that she needs to do. Um, as far as maybe before that, I have no idea. Uh, when she came on the show, but she's been there since episode one. So it had to, she must have sensed it right away when the hex began. But what are her motivations? You know, with the way the MCU is setting up compared to the comics, she's got to have an integral motivation with something else. uh, Because she's been around since, what is it? 1693 she's been around since before that too because she was growing up so she has to know a lot about the magical realm the realm that dr strange works in so whatever she's playing at it's gotta be pretty darn big because i just don't see someone who's been around that long learned enough as she has who's just She's just not capable. She doesn't know all the secrets to the magic that she is. And she doesn't know all the secrets to the chaos magic. You know, what Wanda's gift is, is something that she wants. And I believe, you know, besides her being kind of uh, obviously selfish and she wants that power. I'm, I'm curious what it what it is for, because I don't think Agatha. I don't think Agatha is the type who wants to do something really big and bad like with another character i feel like she's self-centered and self-sufficient to do it herself so for whatever it is i her motivation has got to be something really ancient outerworldly it's got to do something that connects to dr strange i i'm very curious because they did hint at the books that were around and you know she's talking about runes so i'm I got to think that it's something very ancient that connects to the Scarlet Witch power to her mother if through the vision we get. It's got to be something that goes along with the Nexus, which I am not an expert on. So I'll leave it at that. I'm just I'm baffled what they're going to do with her. Uh, so, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, just regarding the Nexus, since you just brought that up. So basically in the comics, when you are a Nexus being, it means that you exist in uh, at least a version of you exists in every every one of the multiverses, um, or every world in within the multiverse. So, like there are some character or most characters that there's um, like most worlds have a ver- version of them, but they're not in every world. So Wanda is this nexus being that has a connection with every world within the multiverse, and that's how her chaos magic works to a degree is that she taps into other worlds. And draws from them, um, and can create different realities based off of the multiverse. It's like Jean Grey is a a Nexus character or a Nexus being. So these like Alpha level or Alpha or sorry Omega level mutants like that um, are all like Nexus beings. And so I I I wonder if they're going to release Mephisto like inadvertently Um, because uh, it doesn't it doesn't feel like Agatha has um like it doesn't feel like she's like subservient to somebody else like it's it seems like she's trying to become the most powerful which that she can be but not necessarily trying to steal or use wanda to release something else that's maybe locked away so i i wonder i wonder how intentional uh, mephisto is going to be if he gets released or drawn into the show um but i i i i don't know man like I, I i'm curious to see what or how this is going to tie in with dr strange because it, it just feels like most of the theories that i've had haven't really played out exactly how, was, how was, i thought which is good because it keeps me entertained but it also makes me wonder what the larger end game is and how much how much time we're going to spend in this final episode um, and i wonder how much they can introduce in probably a 40 to 50 minute episode
0: Yeah, this is going to be a pretty... I imagine this is going to be a very long episode. But I really am curious, you know, we talked a little bit about what's Agatha's... You know, what's her motivation? uh, What do we, you know, what does she want? And it really just comes down to what's happening next week. So before we get to sign off here, you know, I just am curious about your thoughts. What do you think is going to happen in the season finale. Just a prediction. It doesn't have to yeah. be really big, but I'm just curious, like, how are you thinking this ends? So I think I
1: think Agatha obviously she's got Wanda's kids right now. Um I think Monica's gonna come in and just distra- distract or fight Agatha so Wanda can escape with her kids and get them safe. I think Hayward is going to release the the anti vision is what I'll call him. Um into the hex and that he and vision are going to have a clash um and then wanda and Mo- and monica are going to team up to fight against agatha um and i i think probably the hex will c- either continue to expand or something will happen to where dr strange will be alerted of it and i think he's going to commit at the end i i so they've talked about this like Luke Skywalker level cameo at the end of the of the show. And I don't think that's gonna be Doctor Strange. It's, it's gotta somebody, be
0: Reed Richards. I
1: I mean I I think I've said this before, but I just I don't know that they're gonna introduce a character that important as a hero in the last five minutes of a TV show. I think it's going to be something bigger, um and like more more of like i don't know want to say like fan service but maybe something that the general public will automatically connect with i thought maybe um professor x maybe they show patrick stewart for a second because um, it paul bettany in an interview said that it's going to be a character or it's an actor that he's always wanted to work with and he in um uh he's worked with um ian mckellen on something so it's not it's not magneto or at least that version of magneto it's not anybody really within um, within the MCU, unless he's talking about Doctor Strange because they never shared scenes together. So maybe she's referring to Doctor Strange, but that feels like it would be a letdown.
0: It well, it's supposed to be a Luke Skywalker level cameo, as you said. I don't think, I don't think in terms that you know. I I want Reed Richards, like that's what I want. But if you're doing it solely based off. What Paul Bettany is saying, I think it's probably gonna be Professor X, but James McAvoy, uh, or uh, or the uh, the other one is we're gonna get Logan, maybe. But I don't I don't think Hugh Jackman's coming back. But he does do fan servicey type of things. Um, he doesn't have to get super swole. They could put a suit on him with the jacket. But um, I don't know it it, it I want. I still think you could put Reed Richards in there and put in an A list actor who Paul Paul Bettany has wanted to work with. Um, I just think that the Doctor Strange cameo, while cool! It isn't Star, Wars, it isn't Luke Skywalker level cameo where he hasn't he hasn't done anything in the whole series except for like the original trilogy. Um, so whoever they're grabbing to do this this kind of Luke Skywalker type cameo, it's got to be something that. Either crosses the universe of the of the uh, Fox X Men, or it's got to be something from the comics that is just an elite level discovery for everyone with an A list actor. So, yeah, now, you know, I, I I definitely see conflict. I don't think Wanda's gonna get her kids. I think they're gonna die, and I think her kids are a manifestation. So, whatever happens to them, it's not gonna look too gruesome for the. Disney Plus platform. I think Agatha is going to escape. I think the vision she created is going to um, probably, you know, uh, he might fight against the anti vision. And by the way, if anyone's wondering if I'm saying N I G G A, I am not. I'm saying N E G A, Nega Vision. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I swear, I'm not trying to be a bigot. It's a, it's a thing from from the fairly odd parents. And the more I explain it, the more I feel like I am being a bigot <laughs> because <laughs> You're drawing attention to it. Chris. I'm You're drawing forward. attention to it, but I, I worry about these things. These are the things that keep me up at night. Um, yeah. After I go to the bathroom and then I wake and I stay up for five more hours. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's not, it's not that, but the anti-vision I think is probably going to die. But I think the anti-vision with Agatha, in play is going to start just some cataclysmic type of event that probably is going to help introduce Galactus, not introduce Galactus, but something is going to set off a chain of events. This is the chain of events. Something is going to start it off to where eventually in a couple shows or whatever movies we get Galactus, like something is going to be introduced that brings them in and it makes me excited.
1: Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I could see, I could see them introducing like a... Dormama? Well, that's, they've already introduced him, so that wouldn't be anything new. Um, and he has more ties with, um, like Caecilius and, um, Baron Mordo and Doctor Strange. Um, I mean, maybe they do, maybe they introduce a Silver Surfer, um, and, and because that's like the, the Herald of Galactus, so we, we know that he's coming at that point, uh, but we still don't see him yet. Um but that's that's not as likely. I mean, I th- I think honestly their biggest bets if they're going for a Luke Skywalker level something that every fan would know that would instantly be recognizable would either be Professor X or Wolverine like you said, um even just like a nod towards him where he's not like a, like a permanent part of the universe but just they see him in like a flash or something or he he has like one speaking line um but it's just hard to imagine that anybody besides robert downey jr would have that level of like of of a cameo that we've already known within the mcu
0: yeah but vision has worked with him
1: no no but that's what i'm saying like besides robert downey jr i don't think anybody else is at like at that luke skywalker tier cameo that's already been introduced to the mcu so i think it has to be somebody outside of it
0: it's someone um, new yeah 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 it's somebody new to the mcu absolutely what do they <laughs> they're gonna bring in um brad pitt as as uh, reed richards oh my gosh <laughs> or <laughs> they're gonna bring in matt damon as another character or no oh. matt damon is already a character and he, I, they would keep him as that actor in the MCU. I don't think they'd recast him in something. <laughs> He's
1: one of the guardians that survived. Oh my gosh, I could totally see that.
0: Yep, totally. So, yeah, I, he might survive. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we only got a week to go. I feel like the anticipation for this episode isn't as big as Game of Thrones, but I think more, like, more and more people are really excited for it. So this has the opportunity to just get us ultra hyped for everything Disney down the road. So we'll wait and see. So tune in next time guys, when we uh, go over the season finale and uh, we'll go over that juicy story when it gets here. So until then everyone have a safe, safe week and we will see you next time. Bye. (laughs)